to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation, so we can grow in our relationship with God. If you could open up the book of life to Ephesians 4, and uh, we're going to start in verse 11, but you can put your Bibles to the side. We'll get there in a few minutes. So Ephesians 4, verse 11. Give you a few seconds to get there. Now, when you look at the picture up on the screen, taking this um, from the anatomy, the, the muscular system, everything on this particular picture is in place and looks like it's in good working order. But if you've ever pulled a muscle or torn a muscle, boy, you know how that impacts your whole body. Doesn't matter, right? I remember we were playing in a faculty game against a policeman in our town, and I was on the foul line. I was in the foul lane getting ready for a rebound, and when the guy shot and hit the rim, I pushed off, and I thought one of the cops shot me with a gun <laughs> right in my calf. And what it was was a pulled muscle, I couldn't put any, or a torn muscle, I couldn't put any weight on it. So when you see everything in place and everything working, it works properly. But today we're going to look at uh, the anatomy of the church. Okay, that's going to be the topic for today. Now, the word anatomy, it's a study of the structure of, or the internal workings of something. In this case, this picture would be the working of the muscles. We could have a picture of the skeletal system, the respiratory system, all the different systems. In Matt, you can go to the second picture, guys. In Matthew 16, verse 18, it says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, Peter, the word Peter means rock or little stone. The second word rock means large stone. A lot of people think that God, um, that Jesus was referring to Peter in this. He was referring to himself. He was saying, hey, Pete, you're a little stone. But on this rock, me, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Picture three, please. The definition of church in the dictionary is a building used for public Christian worship. Picture four. Ecclesia. And if we break that down, the second part, kaleo, is to call. And ek, ek, is out. The called out ones. The biblical definition of church is the called out ones. And you saw that previous picture with the nice church and the black and white and all the people. The church is not that building. The church is not this building. This is just a structure where you and I gather. You and I are the church. The individual people make up the church. 
Yesterday at our men's devotion, one of our, our friends was in uh, Vietnam and he was an MP. And he said, we were fighting for our lives. And the camaraderie among us was tremendous. The bond that, that we built. But notice where it was built. It was built through struggle and war. Yeah, there were light times and friendships and fun, but it was built through struggle. We know, and we hear it a lot from this pulpit, we're in a battle. There's a battle for the souls of little kids, teenagers, 20s, 30s, 40s, all the way up. It doesn't matter the age. There's a battle for your soul. The enemy of our souls, the devil, wants to take you down and me down. And he will try any means to do that. The church should be a family to which we belong to. How well do you incorporate your family, your biological family, into church life? That's huge, right? That's huge. Church family is something you are not. Church family is something you're not. It's something you do. It shouldn't just be a word. It's who you are. A member of the church is somebody you are in a family of the church. That's a living organism. There should be body life. There shouldn't be nothing happening. We should be able to look around and see things taking place. And I praise God. In this church, you see a lot of stuff taking place. I mean, Pastor Joe just went through a few things that go on. You know, he talked about the baptism, talking about VBS today, talking about food for the soul, the third. You know, there's so many things. Many people do not understand what the church is, and we're going to look at that in the anatomy of the church today. If anybody feels alone in the church, then something's wrong. If anybody feels alone in the church, then something's not right. We should not be alone together. Let me repeat that again. We should not be alone together. I've been in places where there's been a lot of people, but I've felt alone. Have you ever been there? You know what I mean, right? Feel out of place. There's something... You just don't feel like you're part of what's going on. Well, the church, the body, that should not be true. And if it is, it's got to be examined. It's very important. We are a community that should depend on one another for support, friendship, example, wise counsel, and forgiveness. A lot of times that last one is the hang-up. The first few are okay. Support, that's cool. He support, you give it to me, thank you. Friendship, that's awesome. Setting a good example, that's awesome. Wise counsel, that's awesome. Forgiveness, <laughs> forgiveness, that's the tough one. But what does Jesus say? If you want to be forgiven, forgive others. Ooh, Wow. But he went to the cross to set an example of how far he was willing to go to bring forgiveness. How far are we willing to go? 
David Jeremiah says, God has placed spiritual leaders in the church to equip Christians to do their part in developing a community of people who live and serve like Jesus. In Psalm 127.1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. So this is the thing. It's not up to you and me to build the church. It's up to God. But when we submit ourselves to the kingship and lordship of God, wow, dynamite, dynamite. There's an explosion, spiritually speaking. Things take place. It's awesome. Ministry. What does that mean? Serving others, meeting other needs. Serving others, meeting other people's needs. How do we as individuals do in that area? It's nice when our needs are met, but how about when we have to meet somebody else's needs? That shows how complete we are in a spiritual sense, how rounded we are. Imagine if how we lived or how we looked is how we lived. So let's just say, I receive. You meet my needs. But I don't meet anybody else's needs. So cut me in half and I'm walking around with half a body. That's me. Because I don't meet everybody's needs. But to be complete... I want to be complete, so I want to do... It's a two-way street. It's not just a one-way street. All all followers of Jesus are called to ministry. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, I don't want you to miss this because you can miss it. There's a word in there that says, I command you. Well, what does he command us to do? Well, you go before that. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And before that, it says, all authority has been given to me to give to you, Jesus speaking, to do this. You see, without his authority, nothing happens. Nothing can take place without the authority of God through the power of his Holy Spirit, working through you to touch the lives of other people. But that's ministry. That's part of that word, ministry. We are part of the body of Christ, given authority and commanded to make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. Question, what role do you play? What role do you play? Is God putting something on your heart to do here at the church or at your school or where you work? Is it for God or yourself that you're doing it? How much is pride that makes you do or not do something? It definitely plays a part. Is it for someone else's expectation? Are you trying to be a people pleaser? 
Remember the title of the message, The Anatomy of the Church. Do you do things out of guilt? Do you point to God with what you're doing? Are you being the fragrance of Christ, as the Bible says? Ministry is not confined to one place. It doesn't just take place here on a Sunday or a Wednesday or during the week. Ministry should be who you are. That's who you are. That's who I am. God has given us all gifts and talents to use for him. Now, you might be saying, I don't have any gifts. I don't have any talents. Eh. (laughs) Wrong. God has given everybody talents. Step out in faith, but take small steps. Take a little step. See somebody thirsty? There's a water fountain out there. Get a cup of water, give it to them. See somebody come and hold the door for them. Take little steps. You don't have to take big steps. We were all babies. We were all little babies. You didn't take big steps when you were a little baby. Right? You got it one step at a time. All right, let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping which means furnishing, to provide someone or something with something. So the equipping of the saints. You know, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a saint. You don't have to be dead to be a saint. You don't. Bible says, if you're a believer in Christ, you're a saint. A saint is someone who is set apart, called out, remember? Ecclesia, called out to be used by God. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying or building up of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity, which means a oneness, unity, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect, and that perfect means complete, finished, mature person to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, which means his presence and your awareness of his Holy Spirit in your life. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. 
So you saw that picture of the, the muscle, the skeletal muscles that need to be developed and used in order to keep in shape. You are like those muscles in the body of Christ that need to be used and exercised to keep the body strong and moving forward to what God calls us to do. Every one of you cannot leave anybody out. Every one of you has to do what God calls you to do, or it's like having a torn muscle. The body can't work the way it wants to work if it's not complete. Now, in those verses that I just read, verses 11 to 16, it says some apostles. Now, apostles were personal witnesses of the resurrected Jesus. There is a group, thank you very much. There's a group um, of apostolic, what's it, NAR? Anybody know what NAR is while I take a drink? I'm going to keep drinking until you answer. <laughs> Say it, Ann. New Apostolic Reformation. Okay, now, I have an acronym also to NAR. It's R-A-N. When you see these guys, run. (laughs) Run from them. Because they're not biblically sound. They call themselves apostles. Apostles were those who saw biblically the resurrected Jesus. Some prophets foretold the ministry of Jesus and preached the word of God. Some were evangelists. They share the gospel. Some are pastors and teachers. They shepherd and teach God's people. Paul groups the gift of pastors and teachers into one. When the church functions as Jesus intended, you will see the following things take place. Believers are equipped. Ministry, and always when you hear ministry, think of people. People are strengthened. The population is added to. They're built up. People are edified. They're well-informed. They're instructed. They're trained. They're wise for salvation. New Christians become mature in their walk with God and where the testing of their faith will only make them stronger. How do you know if you're getting strong unless you're tested, right? How can I know if I can lift 20 pounds unless I try to? And if I can't lift those 20 pounds, let me start on five. Let me take small steps, take five or 10 pounds and build up to the 20. The body is effective. You see things happening. The church is strengthened and grows. Individuals are workers that are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They understand and can handle the word of truth. They know how to use it in any kind of conversation. They obey everything God commands. Now, there's action steps that you can take in the anatomy of the church. One is get to know each other. Get to know each other. 
Uh-oh. So here, this is the stuff Joe talks, Pastor Joe talks about. So I come up here, and I come here. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. You got to put that down. And I come right here. How are you guys doing? Great. Good? Everybody good? Yeah. All right. Now, I do it to these guys. I know these guys. Now, if I go somebody I don't know well, that'd be kind of weird. Right? But there's a relationship developed there over time. We can fool around. We get to know each other. Right? That's a good thing. So get to know one another. Eat together. No, I'm only kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to. That would have been cool. Um, pray together. Worship together. Bible study together whenever you can. You can never get enough of Bible study. You're under the king of kings and under his word. Keep being trained and equipped. It never ends. It never ends. It doesn't matter your age. It keeps going. Get plugged in to church happenings. God uses you and your church brothers and sisters to reveal himself and his character to this lost planet. He'll use you. He'll use the people that you're dynamic with to have an influence on people who are in darkness. We should be the example to a lost and dying world. Because the body of Christ is not just the individuals here collectively. It's the body of Christ throughout the world. But understand, the body of Christ is not in every church. It's not in every state. It's not in every nation. It's those people who are called out who answer the call of God. Is this church or the church you regularly attend equipping you for works of ministry? If not, find another church. Are you an active church member or a spectator? Are you a actively low, moderate, or intensely active? Okay, so now... Some people in this church, we have a couple people move away that were chefs. So picture this. There's a head chef. He gets five other chefs to work with him. Okay? They all have their thing they have to do in preparing that meal. Well, two chefs don't want to do it. So four chefs do all their thing. They serve the meal. The people eating the meal are saying, boy, this is great food. But those four chefs know that the two chefs that didn't do their job, there's something lacking when we're feeding these people. So it is with the church of Jesus Christ. When we're all not being actively involved in the things that God has given us to do, everything might seem like it looks okay. But God knows there's something missing. I love that sign. What's missing? And it says, CH, CH with a gap. What's missing in that? You are. Is that awesome? Some individuals who go to church are missing. They're missing. And God is stirring up his body throughout the world. He doesn't want anybody to sit on the bench. 
I know when I watch these March Madness games, I know there's kids on that bench who don't get in. Boy, they wish they could get in. They wish they could be prime time. Jesus, ready? Makes us all prime time. There's no bench on God's team. Everybody's a player. Nobody should be a spectator. Got to do one more analogy since it's March Madness, if that's okay. Just bear with me, all you non-sports people. Maybe you'll get saved today and come through and then like sports. Um, So it's happened. It doesn't happen. You don't see it in the pros and you don't see it in college, but you do see it in high school or lower. Uh, Kids, you might have um, seven guys on the team and three guys foul out. So you have to finish the game with four guys. And you have to play against five. That's very tough. Four against five. Because the four guys have to make up for the one guy who got fouled out. And I think that's a great analogy in the church. What God wants to do in church is blow this roof off. What he wants to do is draw people to him. And it could be that we have so much more to do, but you just have to heed his call as an individual. This includes me. I'm not pointing fingers here. I'm going to point at Brad because I know him, but when I point to Brad, what's happening? Three fingers are pointing back to me. i got a job to do. So do you. Amen. Amen. If everybody does what they're called to do, the church is healthy, strong, and vibrant. And I said this before, I'll say it again. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. It has to do with your readiness, your willingness, and God makes you able if you're ready and willing. Ready for what? To be used by God with what he has equipped you to do. Willing for what? What needs to be filled in the body? Abel, God, is the author and perfecter of your faith and mine. He equips you. Lord, use me. Tough, right, to remember that? Lord, use me. That's it. That's all you got to say. It's time in this world, with everything that's going on, For the individuals in the body of Christ to grow up, as we read in Ephesians 4, 11 to 16, it's time to grow up spiritually. It's it's time to stop being tossed around by various doctrines, philosophies. It's time to stop being tricked by people who misrepresent God, who use craftiness and deceitfulness to lead you astray. It's time to be committed. How do you fit into the church? Picture, the next picture, Jim. The church has four main purposes. First, the church should show the fullness of Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 1, 22 to 23, and he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, 
which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Now notice in those verses, Jesus is the head. Can only be one head. You and I are the body under the head. He fills us to overflowing with his Holy Spirit. If you don't feel that or don't know that, just ask him to fill you to overflowing. That's his desire, that each of us are filled with his spirit to overflowing. You know what happens when you overflow, if something overflows? What happens when your sink overflows? Right, it does this. Everybody's done that. It splashes. You get wet, right? Your feet get wet, or if the sink sprays, you get wet here in your stomach area. Well, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, guess what? You overflow on other people. You splash on other people. You touch other people's lives. Through us, the lost world can see and experience what full, abundant, and invested lives look like. And I want to emphasize that word, invested. It's an investment. I'm sure, I mean, mostly adults in here, except for the billionaire little 10-year-old right up there, but you all make investments. You all make investments. You've done that throughout your life. But yet we're called to invest in the church. But remember, the church is not this. It's not this structure. It's individual lives that we're supposed to invest in. You all know the uh, story that's in Matthew of the, um, the parable of the talents where one was given five talents, one was given two, and one was given one. And the person that was given five talents got five, doubled it while his master was away. The guy who had two talents doubled it until his master came back. And then the one who had one talent buried it. Well, when the master came back, he was pumped with the first two. They doubled what they were given. But the one buried it. And here was the answer that the master said. The Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has, has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. If we could see picture number six or the next picture. And you're responsible. I'm responsible for the gifts, the talents, the abilities that God has given us. You know, there was a kid yesterday who said, I give all the glory to God. One of the college kids that was interviewed after game, I give all the glory to God for what took place today. And here's a 20-something, early 20-year-old. He got it. He has it. He knew that this was a ride in this life that God allowed him to be there to be a minister to other people to fill a need. And most people need Jesus. 
And we can fill that need by our love and our compassion, our interaction, our investment in their lives. Picture number seven, please. The second purpose of the church is the church should show the unity we have in Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 19, it says, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Just to break this down real quick, they were talking about the Jews and the Gentiles uniting, getting together. There was a division, okay? And that he might, and in Christ, there should be unity. Verse 16, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So basically, in our language, what this is saying is this. Jesus tears down divisions. The world creates them. The world is trying to divide everybody through race, through backgrounds, being Republican, Democratic, mask, unmasked, jab, not jab. Where is our allegiance? Jesus unites us with his Father and with one another. And through the church, the lost world can see and experience what love, kindness, cooperation between genders, races, and nationalities look like. There was a school in the Midwest, I believe it was, that were told at the graduation ceremony that they could not have any kind of prayer or anything. So the Board of Education made the mandate, the administration, the teachers were all on board. But, but, kids are the best. And we're supposed to be like little children under the lordship of Christ. You know what the 400 kids did? They, they, all stood in unison at one part of the graduation and recited the Our Father. And those young teenagers, what they did, you can clap for that, yes, that pumps you. And what those 400 kids did, they ministered for a need that was there. Not only the presence of Christ was there, but all of a sudden, all the people in the stands started saying the Our Father. I don't know how the board members or the principal or the superintendent were doing. Maybe they went to the bathroom or something. But these kids stood up for God. And there was something that took place. We should be individuals in our walk with Christ that is so strong that in a stadium of 10,000, we could stand up and proclaim Jesus is Lord. Amen. Colossians 3.11 says, In Jesus, it does not matter if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, rich, poor, slave, free. Jesus is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Guys, girls, we're going to spend eternity in heaven together, and I can sit right in between you when I want to. 
pretty awesome. David Guzik, who's a pastor, said this. If the lordship of Jesus is not greater than any difference you have with others, be it political, racial, economic, language, geography, whatever, then you have not fully understood what it means to be under the lordship of Jesus. For God so loved the world, not portions of it, for God so loved the world, he wants no one to perish, but all to be saved. The third purpose of the church is to show the wisdom of God in Ephesians 3, 9 to 11. And to make all see what is the fellowship. I want to just break down that word fellowship. This is also from Pastor Dave uh, Guzik. Not just facts to know, but also a life to live united with other believers without any separation by anyone or anything. Fellowship. Let me read one more time. Fellowship. Not just facts to know, but also a life to live, united with other believers, without any separation by anyone or anything. So that means, that's who I am, I'm sorry, excuse me guys. How are we doing today? My name's Vinny. Mike. Mike, good to meet you. Paige. Paige, are you with this guy? I am. Nice guy. You like him? Cool. I don't know. It's the way he made me. I don't have any excuse. Let me go back to the scripture. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purposes which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the mystery from the beginning of the ages is that God sent his son to die on the cross to shed his blood for everybody. If I peeled off all your skin... Ooh, gross, right? But we showed your muscles. That muscle picture will look pretty much the same in everybody. You can't judge the book by its cover. Doesn't matter what the cover looks like. What is in the heart of the person is what matters. Jesus lets us see and understand his eternal truths. And then through the church, he shows the lost world the difference between eternal wisdom and temporary foolishness. The fourth purpose of the church shows the glory of Jesus. In Ephesians 3.21, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Jesus is not finished with his church or with you or with me. He wants to accomplish more than we could ask or think. Think about that. He wants to accomplish in you and me more than we could ask or think. So the prayer, Jesus, just do everything you want to do in my life. 
I don't want to miss a thing. Through the church, he wants to show the lost world his might, his majesty, and his glory. As long as we're on this planet, and even after we're gone, because you're going to have the 144,000 witnesses, you're going to have the turbojet angel going throughout the whole universe proclaiming the gospel, you're going to have the two witnesses in Jerusalem, right, just preaching the gospel to a world that was left behind. Are you and I faithful to these purposes that we're called? We are the church. Are we doing what God calls us to do? So in wrapping up here, there's some action steps. In Acts 2, 42, it says, and they continued steadfastly. And that means they were firm, they were unwavering, and they were loyal. So they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, which is the teaching of Christ, the Bible, and fellowship, and I already went through what fellowship was, in the breaking of bread. We do that, of course, once a month here with communion. We'll be doing that next Sunday. But it's also breaking bread with each other, hanging out, having some food with each other, communion, doing it together. And in prayers, praying for one another, lifting each other up. For God so loved the world, so should you and I. We should be preaching the gospel in our conversation. We talked about this yesterday at the men's group. Pastor Lloyd from Old Old Bridge wrote a book, Patient Evangelism. It's not something you force on people. It's, it's, It's a natural part of who you are. They'll bring something up, bang. There you go. Jump on it. The door's open. Okay, let's talk. What do you believe? Okay, here's what I believe. Make disciples. Are you building into somebody's life right now? Is somebody building into your life? That's what we're called to do. Welcome all races, all ethnicities. Get to know each other. Exercise your spiritual gifts. The more you exercise, the stronger you are. Do everything in one accord. I guess you can also do it in a Honda or a Jeep, or, but, but do everything in one accord. Have the mind of Christ. Be on one page with the head coach. Have the mind of the head coach. Have your mind of Christ. How do you get the mind of Christ? By going on Facebook. No, 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 my bad, my bad. By getting your face in the book. That's the biblical Facebook. The church should be led by the Holy Spirit, not by committees. Worshiping God in spirit and truth. God's word is truth. The more you know God's word, the more truth you know, and it's easier to pick out. And we did this yesterday, I think, at the men's too. The easier it is to pick out counterfeit. The trickery the deceptions that the world's trying to push on all of us. It's easy when you know the truth. God's grace should be evident through caring and compassionate people. Are there Pauls and Barnabases and Timothys in our congregation? Are they right here? Are there missionaries that go out locally? Yeah. Are there missionaries that we support worldwide? Absolutely. But we have a mission. You have a mission. There's somebody that you're going to reach that nobody else can reach. 
Think about that. There's somebody, there's some life that you're going to touch that none of us can touch. That's amazing, right? For such a time as this, God has called us to be here. Praying, fast, these are all these action steps now that I'm going through. Praying, fasting, seeking God's will, and doing it. It's one thing to seek God's will, Lord, show me your will. But until you do it, it's just talk. Talk is cheap. Equipping disciples who equip other disciples to make the church strong. We're supposed to be making each other strong. Each one should teach one. Each one should teach one. This is the purpose. This is the mission. Tomorrow, really, when we leave here, is the future. Right? When we leave here, that's the future. Future's not here right now. It'll be here in, what, 10, 15 minutes. Well, actually, this is a few. Now it's the past. <laughs> there it goes again. <laughs> it keeps happening. God loves all of you so much. He's not finished with you. There's so much we collectively as a church body, he wants to use us. Get plugged in. Don't be a spectator. It's fun. Sometimes weird, right? When you sit, be, the guy sat between us. Who does he think he is? And then Dan and Ty, oh, that was cool. So get to know each other, okay? It, it's a blessing. And if you don't know Jesus, just put your heart and trust in him. There's nothing better that you, you'll ever do. He calls all of us. You're home, he's calling you as you're watching. He loves you. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfields. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to www.cccrossfields.org, where you can also watch or listen to previous messages. If you have any questions or have a prayer request, please email us at contact at cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless.